Thank you so much for tuning in to Defining Moments Podcast. Get on social media. Find us on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast. On Twitter at Def Moments Pod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. We're on all sorts of podcasting platforms from Google to iTunes to iHeartRadio to Spotify. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it. Subscribe to it. We're also on YouTube so you can see the video edition. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it. Subscribe to it if you believe in it. And no matter what, show some appreciation today, every day, because someone is always rooting you on. All right, one, two, three. Welcome back to Defining Moments Podcast. My name is Wong Lam, and today's very special guest is the man who's pulling <laughs> double duty, Oklahoma National Guard, State Trooper from Oklahoma Highway Patrol, Trooper Flores, welcome to the podcast, man. <laughs> hey, thank you, you man. Hank, dude, hold on, man. That kind of hurt, bro. I no, okay. no, no, no. What are we talking about, man? <laughs> Haven't worked that in a while anyways. <laughs> Before we really get started, here's a little note for you that we wrote. And oh. that you have, don't read that loud. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man, appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate it, man. Yeah, with you about my mug. Uh, I, like, I saw that. For, <laughs> as soon as we walked by, I saw that. I was like, ah, oh, smart. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, a, I got a black one. It's the opposite color. So, oh, sweet. But it's pretty cool. That's for you. Oh, man. Ah, oh, that's sweet, man. Gah. This is sweet, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. You're Service on the freedom. Woo. Yours. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish we would have brought something now. No, no, no. I, I mean, at the end, it, this is awesome for us, so no. Goodness. This is cool, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, yeah. it. And yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I see you, man. I, I've seen this hat. Like, you've worn one, and somebody else worn one, too. Yeah. Man, I was like, ah, oh, I was jealous. <laughs> now I have one. That's now awesome. you have your own. <laughs> Love it. That's Love good. it. How's your day been? Uh, pretty good. It's yeah. uh, it's my day off, so really been chilling at the house, hanging out with the wife and the kiddo. So yeah. it's been it's really awesome. I mean, you know, can't get enough of that. Yeah, I just I love, it. especially when I don't work the day before and I could you know wake up and spend the most time I can with them. It's yeah. it's, it's awesome. It's always the best. Yeah, how are they doing? They're doing good. Yeah. Uh, my wife is moving to a new um, a new school. They build a uh, they build a new school there okay. in uh, Yukon. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. Uh, she was uh, she was picked to move from her school to her to her new school, and it's really close to where we're building our house. So, uh, to me, it's a win. I'm like, she's like two blocks away from it. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I wish. Oh, well, I guess my job is really <laughs> within a block or yeah. with when I get out of my driveway. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's really nice. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh, she's gonna have a lot of fun. There's new experiences, and uh, I, I mean, I really hope for the best because. I mean, new school, new people. Right. At the same time, it's kind of new change for everything. It can mm-hmm. be can be kind of I don't know hectic for a bit. So oh, I'm sure. Uh, hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like it's a cool way to actually build a solid foundation. You know, starting out at a new school and new definitely. People. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I was showing her because I mean, um, she uh, she didn't want to leave her like pod mates and you know her friends, which is unfortunate um, that it had to go that way, but. Uh, at the same time, and I and I always try to bring like my experience into it, um, just because that's kind of the only thing I can go off of, really. Yeah. But 
I kind of did the same thing when I was in the National Guard. I went from the Kansas Guard to the Oklahoma Guard, and I didn't want to leave my friends behind. I knew where I was going. Like, when I became an officer, I knew where I was going to go back, what unit. It's the same unit I grew up in. So I, I was like, man, I had a maid. So I struggled a lot trying to move over here, but we were living in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Just to drive to drill was four and a half hour drive. Yeah. And so, I mean, I was, and I did that for years. And I, I, I finally kind of like started weighing it out. I was like, I can't do that every every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started thinking about it. She helped me along the ways. And I we, we finally decided, you know what? I'm going to move to Oklahoma National Guard, which is really awesome. I mean, I'm very thankful yeah. for what, that it did happen. Uh, but so I told her that, you know, I kind of brought that in. Like, I, I remember having that struggle and I knew how I felt. Mm-hmm. It, it was hard. I mean, I yeah. was leaving my friends. I was leaving people I knew. I, I knew what kind of future career or possible future career I could have with the Kansas Guard. And I'm sure it would have been great, but we just, uh, I couldn't do it. So I, I, that's why I told her, I was like, it is, it is hard, but at the same time, it could be really rewarding yeah. because if you go, if you go to this new school and you essentially put, you know, the best foot forward, uh, work hard like you have been, you're gonna get noticed and mm-hmm. it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's gonna be good. It's just like right now we're in those in that transition phase where yeah. I think she's still kind of she's sad that she's leaving her friends, which is normal. I mean, yeah. it's a normal human yeah. behavior. Um, and I try to tell her that all the time. I was like, it's normal to miss somebody. Uh, you know, and you don't want to leave him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's also good to move on and to new better things or, you know, possibly better things because yeah. we can't tell the future. But uh, just if you always have your best foot forward, I think, you know, what what wrong can happen, really? So, Solid advice. Uh, <laughs> uh, awesome. No, I mean, I, yeah, but I, I mean, I feel for her. I, I know she's yeah. going through a lot right now, but I'm hoping and, um, you know, that it does pay out later on. I think it will. Yeah. We just got to. You yeah. just got to get used to the new the new school groove and mm-hmm. how they how they work. So. Yeah, that's awesome. But other than that, man, yeah, things are going great. Uh, little one's two years old now, so man, getting into everything. Yeah. And he's learning a lot pretty darn quick. Yeah, and you know, trying to throw, trying to get his way all the time, throwing throwing some tantrums here and there. And I'm like, oh God, come on now! Like this is crazy, but it's it's fun, man. Yeah. It's it's something you never like before this. I didn't know what to do, obviously, and it's it's awesome. Just yeah. it's something new every day. Just it's awesome. <laughs> man, uh, listening to you speak, I, there's two two things from two different people I've I've spoken with. One is like, man, he's a very sharp and amazing young man, and then the other one is. He is a go-getter, and he is the ideal trooper. <laughs> so the first one was from General Thompson. Oh, oh yeah. two-star man. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's that's, cool. <laughs> that is awesome. That, that is really cool. I mean, cool. That, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, he, he was my commissioner. He actually hired me into the Highway Patrol. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. I had an interview with him to get, my, to get the spot into the academy, which was really... It was awesome and awkward because he was also my one-star one star general back then. And then just sitting in front of him, I had to look up the whole time because yeah. he's so tall. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not the, obviously, I'm going to be reaching top of the, the top shelf anytime soon. So <laughs> uh, whenever, like when we stood up at the end and shook his hand, I was just like, oh God. <laughs> but it was like, it was a little scary because when then like, uh, I mean, like I said, just being my two-star, just, I mean, I'm just like, ah, 
like I'm talking to my one star I, at that point is and knowing that, you know, when I get done with this, I still have my National Guard job or mm -hmm. career to go to. And uh, and, uh, and so maybe possibly seeing him there, it's kind of mm -hmm. scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just a lot of levels, a lot of differences between where I'm at and where he's at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's really cool, man. I, that's awesome. That's that's good to hear. Yeah. I didn't even know he even knew me, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I told him that the first time I met him, I was kind of taken back to just because the aura, the charisma he has. Yes. And so I mentioned that I did a ride along with you and he's like, wow, oh, yeah, that, that, he's, he's, he's that guy. He's good. Yeah. And the other one was uh, Lieutenant Losardo. Losardo. Yeah. Yes, he's good. Yeah. I like, I like Lieutenant Losardo. He's, he's good peoples. Yeah. Good peoples. He, I mean, he knows what he likes. And like we were talking earlier, um, he loves, he loves where he's at. He loves the, the Highway Patrol. And, I mean, what more can you ask from a person? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, anybody, anybody up top should like people like that, like like Lestrodo. I mean, because yeah. he's always gonna come in wanting. I mean, he's always gonna go ten eight or in service, like knowing and wanting to be in this career. Mm -hmm. So, like that's awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? He's always gonna put his best foot forward. Yeah, and you can see that every day. Yeah. He goes ten eight. I mean, you could just hear that he's always helping out. Uh, whenever, whenever he can, he'll stop in some, you know, accidents, crashes, and he doesn't mind taking them. Right. And he's a lieutenant; he doesn't have to take any of those crashes. That's a trooper job. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a highway patrol as a whole, but that should be a trooper job. Right. And he doesn't have to take them, but he still does. Yeah. So you could just tell from that, you know, how much he still cares about uh, about the highway patrol, which is really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I I remember sitting in in uh, lieutenant's office. And we're having some of his Scars and Stripes coffee, which is actually yeah. really good. I haven't had it yet. Oh, man. Let me talk to him. Yeah, you're missing out. Oh, I guess it's, I It's smooth. <sighs> so we're sitting there talking, yeah. and I was like, hey, I'd like to do a ride-along. He's like, I have someone for you. <laughs> and he, so he told me about you, and I was like, that name sounds familiar. And it br brought me back to the live PD days. Yeah. When you, were on a, <laughs> you were on a chase, I think. It was off of 59 right here, 59. Yeah. Um, I thirty five. Yep, yep. Somewhere around there. That's that's right. Because I, I was close by. I started on, um, actually I started in like two forty. Yeah. In like May area is kind of where I picked them up. But yeah, it came down. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yep. And but, so he sent me up with you. I did a ride along with you for about nine hours. And I was mm -hmm. a, I was kind of like, well, I think I'll do two three hours just to get a hang. <laughs> but then it was, it was awesome. And what um, I really love about uh, you, Trooper, is. What you saw on Live PD is what you get in person. That is, I mean, because it wasn't scripted, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the things you were saying on Live PD is exactly what we were talking about on the ride along, what we talk about on text messages and just hanging out in person. So, yeah, I, mean, I try to do it all the time. Yeah. I try, you know, I don't try to be somebody else. I mean, I hope nobody tries to be anybody else, but uh, what Live PD, I mean, what you saw, on TV, it's what you got. I mean, yeah. that's it. That's that's me, 100%. I, you know, they never told it. They never told us to do anything. Anyways, they never said, oh, you know, when you do this or this or this is what gets. They never told us anything. They were just literally. They were the coolest people ever. Mm. They were just like, hey, we're here. Uh, we're filming you. You do what you do. That's it. This is your show. And they were, they would always, you know, say that like, this is your show. We're just here. So it's really cool. You know, it's really comfortable. Yeah. Um. So. I just did me, you know, I was yeah. like, I don't know if, I mean, I guess if people like me, people are going to like me. If people are going to hate me, people are going to hate me. No matter, it's yeah. like that everywhere. Mm -hmm. As long as you 
you kind of keep that on mind, I think it'll be good. Cause like, man, like I feel like anybody else, I try to be a people person. I try to make people happy. Or I try to, you know, uh, please people. Yeah. And when somebody's mad at me or I think somebody's mad at me, I hate that. I just, I hate that. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you can't, you can't go out of your way too much to try to please them too, because then you're not really focusing on you. You're focusing on a task yeah. to please somebody else. Yeah. So you're not even being yourself at that point in time. So, I mean, there's times that I'm like, man, I try to please everybody and I'm not even pleasing myself at that point. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, I, I mean, I don't just, I try to be me all the time. I try to put the best foot forward. I mean, sometimes I can't, uh, sometimes you, depending on situation, you just can't. Yeah. Um, but I try to put my best foot forward. And I, even when I patrolled and I talked to everybody, I mean, I could be with, you know, a guy that's been to prison before and he's trying to get his act straight. And I always put my best foot forward. I tell everybody, the way I come in, the first thing I tell you is Trooper Flores, or I say, good evening or morning, whatever, usually yeah. evening because I work overnight. Yeah. Good evening, Trooper Flores with Oklahoma High Patrol. The reason I stopped you is this and this and this. Like, can I see driver license and insurance? But usually I try to hit the evening in my name yeah. and the reason. Um, but I come to them like that all the time. And depending on how they answer is how usually the traffic stop goes. Mm. And that's what I usually try to do is like, I'll put the ball in their court. And I don't do that to try to like, I don't know, like confuse a person or do, I just, I'm being nice to you. I'm trying to be nice to them. And I'll bring it back and I'll, sometimes I'll talk to them and I've had conversations with people and where like I was, I'll tell them, I was like, hey, when I came at you, did I came at you like aggressive or what? He's like, well, no. And I was like, okay, then why are you being aggressive for, towards me? Well, you guys do this all the time. Okay, you guys. Okay, mm. have I, have I personally pulled you over before? Have I, have you seen me before this? Well, no, it's you guys as a whole. Mm. And, you know, that kind of strikes a nerve, but at the same time, I try to like tell people, okay, well, you know, every job, career uh, has a bad apple here and there. I'm sure somebody out there has pulled you over and not been the nicest person ever, or was a rotten apple or something, or whatever you want to call it, but, and you got that experience, that, that negative experience, and this, yeah. that's why, that's what led you to this, what being negative towards me. But not every person's the same. I was like, and I'll bring that up again. Like, you know, did I talk to you wrong or no? Have I, did I kind of say you no? Okay, then then why? He's like, well, I don't know. Then I was like, exactly. It's like, you are putting me in a place where you're putting everybody, every cop. Yeah. You're seeing every cop is negative or every trooper and you haven't even talked to me. I'm a person like you. I just have a different job. Yeah. I mean, just happened to be that my job is to enforce a law. You broke a law and I have to talk to you about it. If you never broke that law, I would never talk to you. So, you know, sometimes it's hard, but sometimes I've had that talk where people are like, that's right. Like, we'll sit there and talk for like five minutes on my car and hang out at the end of the day. They're like, all right, well, have a good night. Yeah, you too. You know, and like, thank you, whatever, uh, which is a good feeling. But mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard sometimes. I feel like we, we, as cops, get put into this place where it's always negative it's mm -hmm. always negative and i'm glad with live pd kind of kind of took that away a little bit i feel like uh they saw it, they actually got to see the other side of you know like the carrying ideas or like just us being us we're not rude or anything i mean sometimes we have to put our foot down we mm -hmm. have to be strict but not like every stop has to be that way right. if you talk to me just like 
if you just say, like, oh, how are you doing, Trooper? I'm going to talk to you just like a normal person. I'll talk yeah. to you just fine, like we are talking right now. Yeah. But if you can't make, if I came and told you, hey, how are you? And you just tell, you tell me, you know, I don't know, just cuss at me and just told me, get out of here. And, well, I'm not going to be nice. So, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be like, hey, how are you? I'm not going to do that again. So that's why <laughs> that's the funny part of that. I like try to tell people, it's like, man, I, I try to come, I, I try to come <laughs> to everybody in with the best foot forward at all times. It doesn't have to, it can't happen at all times, but for the most part, I try to. Yeah. Uh, so just because you never know, somebody could be having a bad day and just by saying, hey, good evening, how are you? Can change the whole attitude. And right. I understand when people have bad days, but doesn't mean that you have to take it out on me all the time right. or anybody really. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, that's just kind of the way I've been, that's the way I kind of roll. And hopefully it's led me good so far, so. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense. And what you just said was is a lot of truth because, especially about the thank yous, I, when I rode with you, and I, 80%, because I can't, don't want to talk about the other 20% <laughs> of the rest, but the, the 80% of them, everyone was like, oh, okay, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And they always, I mean, they literally tell you they appreciate how, how kind you were and all. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm like, wow. And, that, and that's a fact. I mean, you just, uh, at the end of the day, that's really what you want to do. You want to, yeah. we're out there, um, you know, I don't know how you put it, like, we're out there being safe. You mm -hmm. know, if you make a violation, I'll stop you. And every every time we stop a person, doesn't mean you're going to get a ticket automatically. Right. It, to me, if I talk to you and, you know, you understand what you did wrong and it's not going to happen, or I don't want to say it's not going to happen again, because I'm sure, you know, speeder is going to speed no matter what. Yeah. But, you know, but at least for that point in time, you're being safe and I stopped you from possibly getting an accident or, yeah. you know, something happening. Then that's what, at the end of the day, I mean, that, that's all it is. Just, you know, thank you and having a good conversation and going back and forth. Because, yeah, I mean, your job is like if I go to McDonald's and, you know, got my order, I would thank you for what you're doing because they're doing us that service. They, mm -hmm. you know, essentially cook the food. They packaged it up for us. Yeah. I mean, but I feel like we get... Like people are like, oh, I'm getting pulled over. It's always a negative experience, mm. and it, I guess it used to be that way. I don't know that it was very more negative than what it was because we, for some reason, we they, people fear and have a negative experience when they get pulled over, and I don't know wow. why. Yeah. Um, because I've been pulled over before I became a trooper, and I always try to have a good experience. I was like, you know, I'll talk to him. How I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. But it, I don't know where along the line it went that people got so nervous or so like negative as soon as somebody got pulled over, which yeah. th that's the weird, like I would never understand, I guess. And I don't know where it came from, but at the same time, that's why I want to always change that. Like, you know, I hope that if you have a good experience, I don't want to say, <laughs> if you have a good experience, like while wow, that situation is happening and you get pulled over, then hopefully you're not afraid to come and talk to a cop or a trooper mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like nowadays also it's just the, the weird, nobody really wants to talk to us. Yeah. Because they're like, it's more of a fear of like, oh, you're going to, you you know, you're going to go talk to a trooper or you're going to talk to a cop. And it's, it's seen negative, I feel like. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of times it's going to, I don't know why, but think about what you tell a kid when they're young. Well, don't do something bad or else the cops are going to take you. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, don't tell people that. Like, don't tell your kids that. Like. If you're bad, you're gonna get arrested by the cop. When, like a two, three, five-year-old is gonna be afraid of cops because they feel like they're gonna be taken away every time yeah. they see one. Like 
no, we, yeah. we, we don't, you know, we don't do that. <laughs> so that's like where I'm like, no, what are we doing? Like, don't, like, don't tell your kids I want to take him. And I've had experience like where a kid started, I pull over his family, his mom and dad, and a kid was in the back and he started crying as soon as he saw me. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, what was going on, bud? It's like, oh, you're going to take my dad away again. I'm like, uh, I mean, I just pulled you over because, you know, a tag light. I mean, I'm not right now. There's nothing going on, man. So I, I calmed them down. And, you know, like after a traffic stop, it was just it was fine. I mean, yeah. it, the dad had been to jail a couple of times, but he was he was in the good and narrow now. He got everything taken care of. He was good. So I let him good. I let him go. But I talked to the I remember talking to the kid afterwards and telling him not to be afraid or just because like i mean to me as soon as he saw me he started crying like that's that's crazy and i'm like no like you know every time we have a conversation with your dad or your mom or you doesn't have to be negative Mm -hmm. it doesn't um it could be a positive experience yeah and that's why i i I try to always do that i mean sometimes like i said we can't um just because how they react or the other person reacts but man that's all you can do really you can do you can only do your part. You mm-hmm. can't force anybody else to, you know, give you that yeah. welcoming at the, you know, like you just gave him. So, yeah. uh, really, it's up to it's up to the people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's true because what you said about don't tell your kids uh, the police are gonna come get you if you keep doing this bad. It, it puts it in their head. They're like, oh man. So every time now they see an officer, a trooper, they're like, oh, they're gonna take you away. Ex- yeah, you know, it, psychologically, it is. Yeah. And and man, I know why people do it. Um, you know, it's just a thing that I, I think it's always done or whatnot. But mm-hmm. uh, to me, it's still kind of like, well, it builds something at some point. Yeah. And at those ages, kids are learning. Yeah. So you know, to me, maybe that may, I don't know. Maybe I could be completely wrong or whatever. But I feel like it built something mm-hmm. because you you hear all the time like. Oh, cops are always gonna cops are gonna take you yeah. for being bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I heard it when I was a little kid. When yeah. I, was, I remember when I was like, "Oh, you, you know, if you're bad, the cops are gonna take you away." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll, you know, be good." But you know, the cops are never gonna take me away. Yeah. You know, like, I never want to take a child away from a family. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just it's not my priority. It's not where it, just not you know it's nowhere nowhere in the cards really. Yeah. Sometimes I have to do what I have to do, but yeah, that's not it's not where I join the highway patrol right so what what's a one like man let's go with two excuses when you pull someone over like well what's the first initial reaction well i mean a lot of times like oh i'm sorry my bad you know like uh a lot of times i'll be like what was i doing (laughs) no you know like like, why'd you pull me over (laughs) I mean, I have a reason. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, you know, I can't just pull you over to pull you over because I think it's fine. Like that's that's not good. You know, the, <laughs> kind of against the law. Like you're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, a lot of people like uh, are like, why'd you pull me over? I'll tell them. I was like, well, sir. I mean, I do have a reason why I pulled you over. A reason yeah. I pulled you over is because of this. The you know, um, and I, that's why I like to throw it out there right away. Why the reasons I pull them over because then. They know because yeah. you, you know if you leave, I feel like if you leave them in suspense, then that's all they're gonna be thinking about is like why am I here? Mm. Let them know why you're there. You yeah. know, just hey, reason pull yours because speeding or this, yeah. and you know, uh, the best ones are like or like a tail light. It's like hey, you have a tail light. Why do you know? It's like that's why I'm talking to you. Like you, like you, you are a brake light. 
Mm. You cannot physically, unless you put a rock or something on your brake, you cannot press a brake and then go look at the light. And I've had people do that. And I'm like, I stopped before a brake light. Like, well, let me go see it. And I'm like, <laughs> what? How? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to get in your car and press a brake. Exactly. I was like, but I'll tell you right now, you have to press a brake for it to be on. And whenever you let go of that, <laughs> that brake, it's going to turn off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, something that's kind of funny, I'll tell them, like, at the end, it comes out good. But, um, yeah, like, you know, sometimes I, I get like those, like, why you pull me over type deal, mm. like, and, and, and I tell them, I was like, well, you know, yeah. there's a reason. There's always a reason. I just cannot pull you over for the funsies. Um, so I just let them know. And some people are like, oh, okay, my bad. I didn't know. Yeah. And like, oh, and I explained it to them. Because to tell you the truth, there's some loss out there that people don't even know that they're mm -hmm. out there. Because it, it's hard. I mean, really, truthfully, when you took your driver's test, did, did you memorize all your state laws? Did you even know what some of the state laws are other than like mm -hmm. speeding? and stop signs yeah you know what i mean yeah and it's normal and yeah. it's you're human you're, you're not and there's tons of them mm -hmm. there's tons of laws out there state laws it's, yeah. it's crazy and not only that there's city ordinances ordinances yeah. so you know you gotta abide by two different usually they're about the same but yeah um there's just a lot and a lot of people don't know of. Yeah. and so i'll tell them like uh, you probably didn't know, you know, but it is state law, you know, this and that. And they'll be like, oh, okay. And, you know, give them the warning or whatever and call it a day. But at least at that point, at that point, they knew. Now, from now on, they can't say, oh, I didn't know. Well, mm -hmm. you know, I guess they can, but in their mind, you know, right. hopefully it gets, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I actually know. Yeah. So it was, I try to be that type of officer in, in, in that side where I'm trying to teach my lieutenants how to be a better lieutenant than me. Mm. Um, because I learned some stuff along the hard way and I learned some good, some in the good way, but I feel like everybody should always do that. You should always have a replacement and you should always teach your next, your next replacement. Because if you don't, like you're not, you're stagnant and why yeah. be stagnant at that point? Yeah. Like you should, you should never be stagnant. So, yeah. um, that's what I try to do. I try to hopefully, you know, help my lieutenants out by giving them kind of some scenarios every time and letting, letting them see how it's going to play out. A lot of times mm -hmm. it kind of plays out the way I kind of did. So it makes it a little easier, but then I'll come back and explain to them like, Hey, you know, you could have done this, this and this, and trust me because I learned the hard way, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, but um, that's why we, I, I, I'm a strong believer of like, you should always just train your replacement because I mean, I always hope my second lieutenant should, God forbid something happened to me, they should be able to pick up my job pretty quick and yeah. feel comfortable that's awesome, on it. Man. So that's, I try to do that every time. I mean, obviously sometimes it doesn't work, but uh, it's, uh, I mean, I think, I think you should always try. Always try to help everybody else out uh, in a good way, really. That's great. That's, that's leadership. That <laughs> well, really is. In a true sense, that's, that's awesome. And there needs to be more, I feel like, mentality people with that mentality because i think a lot of people fear losing their job as opposed to let me help you become even better than me so that way if something right. happens to me we're not going to miss a step right right and i, I sometimes that does happen because it, like I, I mean when you think about it and i've seen this a lot in, in the military there there's always that one guy that knows the job like like very well mm-hmm and it's kind of it's good and it's bad because i've seen it like and really i'm going through two mil two guys in the military and one of them is doing a good job and he's teaching his soldiers how to essentially kind of replace him too but there was one guy uh sergeant that i dealt with and he was very knowledgeable 
and it was one of those things that you're very knowledgeable at this job and um like i would know a little bit about it but not 100 but i would so nobody would question him about it and he knew that so he he felt very powerful and he was very he would do like he would keep all that knowledge himself well i started mm-hmm. seeing that and i was brought that was brought up to my attention so when i became his lieutenant i told him i was like i got him out of that position i said listen you're gonna get out of the, uh, you're gonna get out of your job, and we're gonna stick a new guy in, and you're gonna teach him, because God forbid you go down, we have nothing. My new guys, my young guys are not gonna know how to work this problem, because they need you. They always need you, and I can't. We can't have that. Yeah. I was like, it's it's horrible. I was like, you just can't, you can't keep all your knowledge to yourself. I mean, you can keep some, but or your little tricks here and there, but yeah. you just can't do that every time, especially with him. He was coming towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Man, you all that. once he's done, then I'll just, where's it gonna go? What, right. what good is that gonna do him yeah. or anybody else? It, nothing. So yeah. you should always you know, try to bring people in and help them learn because at the end of the day, even like now with my, like my forward observers, at the end of the day, I know I'm moving. So officers get changed every two years or whatever. So I know I'm going to move out. Mm-hmm. So everything that I do, I try to make sure that my NCOs are the ones essentially doing some of the task and doing some of the stuff because they're the ones that are staying there. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, you definitely have to be in shape, man. You, yeah. You, for, and not only like for my career, but I think it helps out. Uh, yeah. Just mental. I mean, you, for me, it does. I mean, I, I, me and my wife have different like, attitude towards it she's not very she's not very much of a uh like a go and work out whatever she takes like stress on different like she takes her stress out differently mm. which is good she found her niche or uh, she's trying she's found that out but like with me it's working out like yeah. i like any stress or whatever that's just my stress reliever i enjoy it i love it so i think everybody should find their niche and to me it's just working out yeah. but it's, uh, I mean, I, at the same time, I said, you definitely have to do it because of work. Yeah. And I mean, in the National Guard, I mean, there's standards that we have to meet uh, for our PT test. Uh, so we got to do that. And being a leader, I don't want to be, the, I don't want to be in the back, Yeah. you know, yeah. barely like holding on. <laughs> like, that's just not me. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely got to be with the pack at least. Yeah. <laughs> if not leading it. If not, I mean, yeah. I, that's, every leader should always strive to be, you know, to be leading. Yeah. But you also got to learn how to lead from the back because you got to push your soldiers too. That's so. 100% right. I was going to say, that's you're only the, as strong as your weakest link yeah. or something like that. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. you also got you got to be fit to outperform, but at the same yeah. time, be fit to perform, to help others perform. Yeah. So speaking of performing in PT, the Highway Patrol, you guys are going through an academy right now. And yeah. So yeah. How's, yeah. how's PT through an academy and then after academy, what do you have to do? So during our academy, PT was awesome during our academy. Um, and I can only speak to our academy, obviously. Yeah, but sure. um, it was, uh, I think, 5, 5.30 a.m. every morning. Uh, we'll go out there. And it was kind of like a CrossFit-style mm. workouts. So, uh, and I, quite a bit of runnings, uh, runs in the, like, especially Fridays, we do long runs. But most of the part, most of the time, it was uh, CrossFit workouts. Okay. And uh, it was really awesome. And then, like, well, we got to a point that there was a mix of, like, uh, like jiu-jitsu and hand-to-hand uh, combatives on one day. And then, uh, like, weightlifting the next yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. But, I mean, the academy, the, the training or the workout regimen was awesome. They knew yeah. what they were doing. And it was good. And so a lot of the things I kind of 
kept doing at the same time. Like, I did a little bit of CrossFit. It wasn't my thing. So I just do my own lifting and my own thing. I try to keep running as much as I can because that's one thing I do not enjoy. And mm. um, if you enjoy running, to me, you're crazy. I'm like, oh. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, but I definitely try to keep that levels of, like, stamina and, right. you know, being in good shape and working out. And the academy does help you out a lot. At least mm. it gives you, if you never worked out, it gives you, like, oh, this is how I should work out type deal. Mm-hmm. It gives you examples. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty, especially if you're, because you're around a bunch of guys that are giving it 110%. Yeah. You know, you're in that yeah. mood and it's, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. It, it, that's why you, everybody's pushing each other so you're going to come out pretty pretty strong or pretty you should come out pretty built yeah um and then it's just up to you to take care of it afterwards i mean yeah. you could tweak it here and there but uh i remember one time and this is what kind of got me to running i i had a pursuit and the guy kind of outran me and by i say kind of he jumped over a fence and by the second fence he jumped i wasn't willing to jump over it which was kind of nice because there was a big ditch down oh. there and I didn't know about it. He knew about it. Uh, so I felt like I got outran. And from that day on, I was like, nope, I'm going to run. Mm. So I, built, I started building that stamina a lot more because of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, it's been it's been nice. I mean, I I've, I could tell whenever I run, there's a huge difference between then and now or yeah. at that point. But uh, I mean, it's you definitely have to keep levels of, you know, uh, just physique and and you know your well-being and ultimately at the same time man the bad guy's judging you no matter what and i'm a firm believer that you know appearances uh does a job i don't say it helps out well it does help out but it has a purpose yeah for sure because the bad guy he's looking at you and he's looking at every single thing if he can outrun you he's gonna outrun you if he or if he could if he thinks this guy's out of shape he ain't got around me. He ain't, cause those guys are in shape too. Yeah. They're gonna run. Yeah. Or they, you know, you could just, you could just see it. Yeah. So I, I, I do believe in the first, like first appearance. And I, uh, I don't know if he's helped me out. And I hope he has, where people are like, oh, I'm not gonna mess with this guy or whatever, but you gotta be in good shape and you gotta, uh, you gotta look good. You gotta fit, uh, you know, fit the mold. Yeah. Um, because of that, because everybody's judging you. Yeah. So. If you see a guy, I'm like, and, and everybody does it. Like, I don't think that guy's in good shape. Or like, yeah. I could beat him up or whatever. They're thinking that. Yeah. And we're out there on the streets and it's not playtime. Right. So, yeah. It's very important. Definitely. Yeah. That's true. So, why the highway patrol for you? Uh, so, when I came in, I mean, there was a debate between joining OKCPD and highway patrol mm. for a while. And I actually almost applied for the high, uh, for the OKCPD. I I talked to them, talked to the recruiter. They gave me the printout. I was filling it out, and um, I started looking more into the Highway Patrol. One of my old roommates used to. He was like big into Highway Patrol. He had, he has a cousin in, and uh, he started talking to it. And I was, I was like, nah, man. I like. <laughs> I remember saying. Man, brown just doesn't fit me. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember saying like, brown just doesn't fit me, man. And uh, yeah, wait, I was just kidding, obviously, but uh, because PD wears gray, blue, right. but uh, we, I went on and one day I, I was working at Loomis and I was talking to my wife and I was like, man, like I was, that was just a job and I wasn't gonna go into it. I wasn't gonna stay there and. I knew I wanted to go somewhere, 
and I was talking to my wife about it. Well, my my mother-in-law, not mother-in-law, because we were just dating back then, but she used to work for the Highway Patrol. She was a dispatcher. Oh. So she started talking to me about it a little bit. And then um, I also used to work for, uh, I don't know if you know, he was a lieutenant of Ben Crockett, which he uh, he had a security, well, he didn't know it, but he used to work for a security gig that I worked under. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all downtown. So he started talking to me about the Highway Patrol because he was a lieutenant back then. And it's just, you know, the very paramilitary kind of yeah. fit in. And, you know, just everything. I just looked it up and I loved it. I was yeah. just like, this is it. Like, that's that's where I want to be. And, I mean, really just, you know, I don't want to sound cheesy, but they, like, elite. I mean, you could just you could just see. I was like, there's just something about this agency that yeah. I like about it. And uh, luckily, I applied and got in the first time. I mean, I, I didn't know how hard it was. I didn't know anybody here because I'm from Kansas, like, uh, racing Kansas. I didn't know anybody here in the Highway Patrol. I didn't even do a ride along. I didn't even talk to anybody. Like, I, I talked to a recruiter once, uh, but they just gave me, like, something to fill out, and that's it. Uh, so I didn't really talk to that many people beforehand, and they didn't know that many people other than, like, the Lieutenant Crockett and, and uh, my mother-in-law now. So I was just like, uh, I just applied and got in. Uh, so uh, very lucky because I was talking to some of the guys and they're like, oh, I applied five times. I applied six times. You yeah. know, I got rejected this many times. I was like, I mean, I feel, I, I feel grateful. Like, thank you. Like, this yeah. is awesome. Um, uh, very lucky. I mean, I, I don't know, but it's, uh, it, I could just see that, that very paramilitary and obviously being the National Guard and that military background. And I knew they had a, a strong, a very strong academy, very hard academy, that 20 weeks. Uh, and I knew PDs was like, you know, you go there from, I don't know what it was, I think it's like eight to five. You were going home every night and then weekends off. Uh, to me, that was just like, man, the, the, that 20 week academy was just like, you know, basic training. It's just like, that's where I want to be. That's, mm. that's who I want to follow. Um, I believe in it. And I was looking into it more and more. I, I did. I was like, yeah, this is it. If, if, if it, yeah. um, and here I am now. I mean, love it. I love it. I, this is great. Um, I couldn't ask for anything else. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully keep going. I mean, never know about the future, but this is something I'm probably not going to, I don't foresee myself ever quitting from it. Yeah. I'll tell you that. So yeah. it's, uh, that's probably it. I mean, that's probably why it's, <laughs> that's cool. What's a couple of things that people don't know about you? Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I was born in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if, how many people know that or not, but I was actually born in Mexico, born and raised, uh, until I was in third grade. Uh, let me see. Take us through that journey real quick. Okay. Being born uh, in Mexico. Uh, you want like the long story? Because I could definitely talk. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Let's, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, uh, born in Mexico, I, and uh, my mom was a single mother. Um, and I remember, I, mean, I kind of remember my house back then. And because uh, of my, like, my father built it for us or whatnot. But, so I was there till I was in third grade. So I went to school there. I remember it. My uncles, my grandma, and everything. And uh, um, I remember one night. And I don't know what happened between. Well, I kind of know, but I don't get into that much between my my mom and my father. But whatever happened, happened. They split up. So I know I remember wake, waking up like in middle of night or maybe morning. I don't know. But my mom's like, <laughs> I don't know why I remember those words. Maybe she told me this. I don't know. But she said, "We're gonna go. We're gonna get a better life." It's kind of what she told me. So I was like. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. I was half asleep. I was like, eh, sure. So whatever. And we had my little sister too. She was like, I think she was, 
might've been a year or two, uh, at that time. So I remember packing up as much as we could and leaving. And I, I, I don't like, I don't remember understanding much of it. Um, I knew I left like a lot of stuff behind, but I just, we just took what we can. And my mom was born in Texas. So, and everything was good and whatnot. So we came over, uh, and we stayed with an uncle, uh, he lived in Kansas. So, uh, the Mexico side, like just being more Mexico, I remember just like, uh, where I, I guess I don't even know what could have been, but I, I always tell myself, I think I know what could have happened. I know I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now because there was a lot of gang violence back then. Uh, there was a lot of a lot going on. Everybody was like, you know, we lived in a we lived in a place where there was definitely uh, there was definitely gangs around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was as bad that our house, like our our windows, had to be had to have bars on the outside, um, and like our doors were like, I mean, I mean, it looked like almost a prison. It was it's kind of like sad, but at the same time, that's what you had to do because yeah. uh, we didn't have alarm systems or anything. I mean. Uh, so I remember my house being broken into at least twice and you know like my mom was just crying obviously and I, like I remember like like me <laughs> I remember looking through all my toys making sure all my toys were like like where they were you know like worried about my little toys like they were gonna get stolen <laughs> when I, I, mean, I was like uh, hey, I got my toys <laughs> um so yeah so I remember I remember that happening uh but i remember like the cops and like we even had like like people taking like fingerprints and stuff and and this is where like my stepdad comes in because like my stepdad was a cop in mexico uh-huh. and he used to patrol the area and i'm pretty sure that's how they met or whatnot but um actually i do know that's how they met <laughs> uh but yeah they i remember like them coming and taking fingerprints and they kind of knew and there was a, a guy that lived like behind us he was a very known like he was a drug dealer and like a mm-hmm. gang member and i mean we live close i mean like right behind him so uh man it, it was a, i feel like it would have been tough just staying there especially for my mom i remember her kind of working at times and just like being a single mother uh it, it was pretty tough for her i feel like uh, i don't i mean i don't know much of it because i was still young but just like looking back and why i remember what she says i'm sure it would have been pretty tough mm-hmm. uh just leaving there and i think i would have been I don't think I would have been where I'm at. Just, I think I would have probably gone downhill, really, because where where we lived, the people just that were there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I didn't see anything good coming out of it, really. Um, yeah. So, uh, that was hard. I mean, everybody. I still I still love it. I mean, it, it was a great time when when it was. And it, I'm not saying Mexico's negative or it's bad or anything. It's just there was definitely some rough times, and I, 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 like I said, I just I think I knew where I could where I could have been, and I don't think it was gonna be a good place. Um, I always had something towards law enforcement and military that I can remember because my uncle was in the military too in the in Mexico, so okay. and we used to go visit him here and there. So and all, I always loved it. So I feel like maybe I would have gone that route, mm. but at the same time I, I don't know because like I said, I mean, teenage years would have. Well, I'm sure it would have been way different than what they were here. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, it, it, it's just it's just a whole different lifestyle. Yeah. That that we had over there. Um, I mean, it's just like the house that were that we were at. It, it's different, you know. Yeah. I mean, I remember like being at home and my 
me and my mom used to share a bed, like, because that, that was the only room. Like, we had the kitchen. It was literally the kitchen, the bathroom, and then, like, our room. Like, there wasn't even a living room at that point in time. And there was, like, a small closet or whatever. And, and like, we, we slept in. She had a pretty big bed, and we, like, sleep together until, like, my sister was born, and she was old enough. And then I essentially went to, like, a couch, um, and my sister kind of took over my spot. I... But that was it, man. Like, there was a much. We had a huge backyard. I remember a, a lot, a big backyard. And then later on, we, like, built more. Like, they built, like, an actual... Uh, I never got to enjoy it because we left before that was yeah. that, that finished. But we had a pretty big living room that I remember them building. And then a, a pretty big kitchen that you would walk up, that you would walk up to. And then, like, the old kitchen was going to be, like, the kind of, like, formal or, like... She used to say either a dining room or, like, a... Or uh, it was, she might have been our room and then, like... What was our room was going to be like a, just a gathering area. So, but I never got to see that finished um, because we left beforehand. I just saw the plans and the, it being constructed. Uh, so, man, it was, it was weird. It was different. It's just like, just remembering that, like those details. I know, mm. man, it, it wasn't going to be where we're at now. So, kind of moved on back to where I was. Like, we left. We came to the United States. Uh, we stayed with my uncle for a couple of couple of months. We lived there in uh, we lived in like in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, my uncle, I mean, sweet as he is, he let he let us stay he let us stay with him. Um, my now stepdad, my dad, he he came over. He, you know, whatever happened with his police work, I'm sure he. I mean, he quit. He'd been in there for a while. Uh, he came to the United States to be with us. Which I'm very thankful for. I mean, yeah. that's that's at that point I didn't understand. I didn't. I mean, I was a young kid that, you know, didn't like that, and I was like, oh, my dad, my dad, or like my father, my father, and, yeah. uh, and now thinking about it, it's just like that's that's. I'm glad that happened. There's so there's a reason for everything. But we came over, lived in that small trailer with my own, and there was a lot of us there. I mean, it was like my uncle, his family, and then like my family, yeah. and uh, until we got to our feet, uh, that move on, we got our own. Like my parents got their own trailer, and I remember that. I mean, just like it was in Garden City too, Garden City, Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we lived there, uh, going to school there uh, for a while. And uh, I mean, you know, I was just, and I'm not trying to like, uh, I hate saying like I'm not trying to portray like, like oh, feel sorry for me or anything. Yeah. But, uh, like I remember we we didn't have much. Um, <laughs> I feel sorry for my parents because like we were going to car like my. That car that my first car that they had was like all like it was a junkety car man like and i hated i hated them dropping me off at school i hated it man like i would like tuck down <laughs> and I, I feel sorry for my parents because they tried but uh <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> yeah it's uh it's, uh hold on <laughs> now I'm, now you're making me cry uh well I, and the reason i remember that car is uh uh so uh, I remember wanting a, uh, was it a PlayStation? Because I had a 64. Yeah, it was a PlayStation 3 or 2. And they sold that car so I could get a PlayStation. Like, they uh, sold it for like $300. I mean, they had another car, yeah. whatever. But they had a, he, they were getting a little better jobs. I mean, we were still in the trailer park. But he, he bought another truck. Uh, it was a good truck and whatnot. And uh, they, sold that, they sold that car. We didn't need it. But they sold it for $300, essentially. And they, every time we saw it, they were like, there goes your PlayStation, which was kind of funny. <laughs> But like, that's why I remember that car because I was yeah. like, there goes your PlayStation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they always tried hard. And, and that's what I love about my family. They, 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 it wasn't always the best. 
and we always didn't have the best, but they always tried hard. Like any parent does. I mean, every parent is just, it's just different. Um, and uh, so that kind of moved forward. I, I, and I guess I'm saying this steps because I think this, this led me to where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, but uh, moving on, man, I, I was going to high school or middle school in, uh, in, uh, there in Guard City. I was kind of a troublemaker. I was going to a stage where I was just like a little, tr- like I didn't care. I mean, I had D's and F's in school and I did not care. Like I was just like, I was dumb, young and dumb. I remember my mom coming up to me, like she went up to school and like they were telling her like, you know, he has abs, like what's going on? And uh, she came and talked to me and like she cried on me and she was like, what do you want to do? Like, like, why are you getting abs? Like, are you, are you wanting to, is just a rebellion or like just trying to figure out why, why I was the way I was. And I didn't have an answer, but I just remember that talk kind of hit me straight. Like, what am I doing? Cause she said, you know, we could be in Mexico, not even having this, this life. Um, because with her, like, she would always tell us, like, you know, when she was, like, in, she didn't even go to high school, I don't think. Uh, she was out there selling, like, chiclets. She was selling gum. I mm-hmm. mean, to help the family. And she's one of the, like, the oldest ones there. Because I have, like, six uncles, uh, like, aunts and uncles. So she would always tell, like, tell me, like, you know, like, I would go out there and sell chiclets. Like, because she wanted to go to school, but she couldn't. Because, I mean, that, that was it. You had to help the family. Yeah. And so... She would tell me that she's like, what do you want to do? Like, I mean, are you expecting to get a job now? She's like, if, you know, I don't want that for you. I want you to go to, you know, I want you to finish high school and go to college. I want you to have a better, better life than me. And I didn't really understood it um, at that time. But I remember her like really focusing on that and uh, moving forward. So luckily, and I say luckily because that summer, I mean, I got my grades up to like C's. Oh, I passed barely. Uh, Maybe I had one day here and there, but I was so dumb. So that summer, I moved to Houston, Kansas. Man, that kind of hit me. I don't know why, but ah. Anyways, I moved to Houston, Kansas, and I hated that. I hated because going from Garden City, where there's a big town, kind of, I won't say like like more, uh-huh. without being next to Oklahoma City and Norman, it's kind of like more. And uh, we moved to a town that had one stoplight. It was a mile by mile. This town was, if I could say hell, it was hell. <laughs> That's what I thought anyways. I did not want to move. I didn't know, there was no stores, was stores everywhere. Yeah. Back then it was cool to play Yu-Gi-Oh and you know, Pokemon and all that. I had nobody to play with. I had no, was it Hastings? Oh yeah. Yeah, I had no Hastings <laughs> to go to. Uh, yeah, man, I was not happy. <laughs> leaving all my friends behind. So we moved to Hugoden that summer. Obviously didn't have any friends because it was summer, I didn't know anybody. So we, man, we moved to this tiny house too, man. Like, and uh, this house was, it was weird. It wasn't like your normal house. Like it had a big roof, like pointed roof. Almost looks like like houses that you see like where it snows really bad and yeah. they gotta have big steep roof. It had a, a big steep roof. It was an old house. It had two, two bedrooms and they actually had made up a third one on the side because they were like remodeling and then the kitchen and a bathroom living area and whatnot but it was tiny it was it was a super old house i mean i remember going there because the person i think the person died it was an old person died like at, at, at their old people home um and uh that's why they were selling it yeah and my dad found it because he got a job in Hugoden and he didn't want to drive back and forth 
So he found it, and I, I mean, I was just like, man, this, this house is ugly. Like, I didn't like it. Man, the, the worst, the worst, that summer we painted it pink. I'm like, oh God, I'm leaving a pink house with like brown, like, I don't know, in the bottom. It's just like, I'm like, oh gosh, like, it's worse, it's getting worse and worse. But it was just an old home. I mean, you could just, you could see it, man. It's, yeah. if you see it, you'll be like, oh dang, it is old. Like, like, I don't even know how to explain it, how old it was. It was just old. But, anyways, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I did not want to bring friends over because yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're seeing me in this house. They're gonna be like, man, this is ugly. Uh, so they, uh, we moved to Hugoden. I started going to school and man, I did, I got an awakening that year. Eighth grade or no, yeah, eighth grade. Uh, I start school and, uh, and I hate, oh, man, it's another one, sorry. Uh, I hated him for a bit, uh, Shedder. Uh, not Shatter, sorry. Whew. Uh, he was my teacher, Shakespeare, sorry. He was a teacher, he was a math teacher, and he was also a basketball coach. Uh, he and another professor, they were both, the, the, he was a teacher also and the basketball coach, uh, Mr. Hale. He actually lives in Oklahoma. Uh, but Shakespeare and Hale, they grabbed me because, man, I was, I thought I was a I don't want to say like uh, I thought I was a gang member back then, or like I thought I was like you know, cool. I had like buzz head and like my I only had my veins. Like my veins, like right here, were yeah. like this long, <laughs> for real. And everything else was like bald. So I would like if you would think about like your your cholo, like yeah, yeah. your Mexican cholo. <laughs> that was it, it man. That was it. that was it. Like I was going back all the way back. That was horrible, <laughs> man. I don't know why. Why did I do that? So. That was me, baggy, super, everything was baggy. They grabbed me and pulled me into uh, a classroom. And they were like, oh man, I hate it. But they were, uh, they were saying, this is not gonna happen here. Like, I don't, I, I mean, they didn't like, kind of like touching it up because I can't remember much of it because I was so mad. But I remember pretty much saying like, like they're like, this is not gonna happen here. I don't care where you come from. like." Where you thought who you thought you were in Garden City, but here in Houston, you're not. We're not gonna have this. You are a young man. Um, respect yourself, and do something with your life. You're gonna do something. And uh, I hated him for it at that point because I was like, man, who who are you to talk to me like this? Mm. You know, who are mm. you to grab me to the side, pull me, and think you're gonna just talk to me like this? Uh, but they promised me. They said you're not gonna do this. This is this is the last time we're gonna have this talk. And you are not gonna be doing this. And uh, they talked to me like, you ever thought about joining sports? No. Well, I did that day, that year. Like, we're gonna get you in sports. I was in basketball. Mm. And uh, I started with basketball. And, uh, uh, and I bring that up because I remember them, like, I think they helped me out a lot, really. Just by having that talk, I just like, and obviously something because I remember the, the, those points. And then another teacher, she she was always like, she was always interested in me. She was invested in like, she would always like push me a little harder every time. And, um, you know, she was always kind, would help me out. And Miss um, Sosa is her name. And um, there was just something that she was always, I never got it, but until I later, later on, I think about it, I'm like, she was always there. She was nice. She wasn't like, you know, Shakespeare and uh, Hell where they're very upfront, 
but there was just a different way of like yeah. that she was teaching me and she never gave up on me and she always shaked up on me always so i started i started changing up and getting better grades uh i started joining sports which that helped out a lot and uh wrestling came along wrestling was like i, I never <laughs> my coach it was funny we we it was during PE and he was a assistant wrestling coach and we started wrestling. I didn't know what it was. I was like, frankly, I was just like, this is horrible. Men in tights and like wrestling around shouldn't be a sport. But that's what I thought back in the day. I was like, this this is not going right. Uh, so I uh, I started we started wrestling PE. I didn't know what to do. So what did every kid do? They watched WWE or yeah. WWF back then. Yeah. So what was I doing? I was doing that. I mean, in some form, because uh, I didn't know what I was doing. So uh, the, my assistant coach is like, hey, you should really try for wrestling. I was like, nah, man, that ain't me. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna do that. He's like, just try it out, give me a week. So no, he finally convinced me. I gave him a week. And my, my coach, uh, he's like, you, you need to you need to stay and I and I loved it and I loved wrestling wrestling is like oh, man it's my sport now like yeah. it, it's um and coach Mahan is who it is he actually lives in London kind of weird anyways but he's like you need to stay and I ended up loving it I it helped me out a lot and I think that's wrestling was one of those things that got me through high school too mm -hmm. uh, because you know y you gotta have your grades up yeah. uh, or else you can't participate and you won't go to tournaments so, uh, excuse me. So that helped me out a lot. And Coach Mahan was always pushing me. He was always taking care of me, always making sure that I get my grades up. Uh, why not? Uh, probably because he wanted me to wrestle, obviously. But, nah, but uh, he was good. I still talk to him now. But um, I think sports also kind of helped me out being where I'm at now. It kind of changed my whole attitude. And now I had a purpose. Now I had to, you know, make sure I get my, keep my grades up. Um, because I, was, I wasn't going to wrestle. And wrestling was, I mean, wrestling was my life for a bit. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't like the best, but I mean, I definitely, it was nice. I mean, I went to state one year and I never thought I would do that, especially joining from eighth grade to mm -hmm. like going to state my junior year. Um, that's, that was a big improvement. Um, yeah. But it, uh, it definitely helped me out. It kept me going. And uh, as we were going, I guess, um, and this is kind of weird, but... I started thinking, like, towards my senior year, I started thinking more of a, what should I do to uh, kind of like, as cheesy as it sounds, I kind of brought it up on one of my tweets and whatnot, but how, how can I thank United States for all he's given me? Because mm. everything that's given me in the past, like, how, it, how much it progressed. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of like the full circle at that point, but all that in the past, like, what can I do to say thank you? Because, man, it, it's different. You know, it's uh, even though there was like a lot of times I'm like, man, like kind of going back to my parents' house in Hugoton, like I was kind of like embarrassed or like that yeah. car, like I was embarrassed. <laughs> There's just, it, it's way better than what I probably could have had in Mexico. I mean, I never know what I could have had, but just given the guesses, yeah. I, I don't know. So I was walking by a poster and it was a national guard poster saying, be all you can be. And I was like, I've always wanted to join the military. So I was like, yeah, that, that's it. I was like, that, you know, I was like, I feel like to me, like the military was a way to say thank you mm. and, you know, say like, 
man, everything that's done for me, I would gladly take a bullet. And like, and it is, like I said, as cheesy as it sounds, like I would, like, I would, I would take a bullet for her, like the country that has given me so much and I literally, like, I believe in. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like everything that's done and everything's done for my parents and my family, it, it's like, it's awesome. And I saw that and, I, and that's why I made me join the military. And, Really, I could join any branch. I was debating between the Marines, really any branch. Um, the National Guard just kind of helped me out because uh, my mom always wanted me to go to college. And the National Guard was just the way to go. I go to college, still be in the Army, still do what I, what I believe in. And, you know, so joined the National Guard my senior year. Uh, I remember my mom not wanting me, obviously, any, any other prayer, but uh, she finally let me at 17 years old and been in since and love wow. it. Um, and I, you know, I just, I think it's always been, it's been great. The Kansas Guard, Oklahoma Guard, they've done so much. I mean, I, the people I've worked with, they're awesome, great leadership. I've had great leadership. And I learned when uh, I went to Egypt for one year, and this is kind of where I learned, like, you know, you're always gonna have, you're, they always say you're gonna have good leaderships and bad, a bad leader. But I always thought, you know, and I always told people, Learn from the bad and make it good. Learn from the good and make it better. Mm. You should always do that. That's what one thing that started, like I always started like doing that because you always heard you're going to have bad leaders, but that doesn't mean you're, you should be a bad leader. Yeah. Well, why should you do with a bad leader? Don't just disregard them. Don't just say you're a bad leader and push them away. Right. You should learn from that. What makes them a bad leader? For you to say that's a bad leader, what makes them a bad leader? Mm. Well, this and this and this. Okay, don't do that. Change it. Make it make it good, and then yeah. you become the good leader. But don't finish at being good leader. Make it better. What could, what makes you be a better leader? You should always strive for that. So, I started thinking about stuff like that. And uh, when we came back from Egypt, just shortly before, because there was another mission in Africa, and they're like, "Hey, you should go to that." And I really wanted to, but I said, I told myself, I was like, you know, if I do this, I like the money. I like to work, and I know myself. If I go work. And get good money. Why do I need education? Why do I need education? I could just go from deployment to deployment and call it good. Mm-hmm. Or I could go from this and this, go to orders, orders, and call it good. But that's not gonna do me any good. So I decided, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna go back home and go to college. Mm-hmm. And went to Oklahoma Christian University, and went there for four and a half years. Wow. So it's it's uh it's awesome. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I became one of the, the first ones to graduate from a family from college. Awesome. Nobody's done that. You know what I mean? Like, like and, 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 and I'm not saying that just like, oh, that's all. Like, man, to me, that was like, that's something to strive for. And I always told my, my, my sister and my brother, like, because my brother, my sister and my brother are way smarter than I am. Like, I, I'm dumb. Like, I, you know, I'm like, I barely got my grades to, you know, make it through. When they say C's get degrees. I didn't really get a C, I got B's and A's, but I was like, hey, C's get degrees type deal where my sister and my brother, are, they are super smart. I mean, just way smarter than I am. I, I took my ACTs and didn't even get the score that anybody should have gotten. Like, it was horrible. They, they uh, OC accepted me for whatever reason they accepted me, uh, which I'm, thank you, OC, for <laughs> doing that. But my sister had way higher... HT scores than I ever dreamed of. My little brother doesn't even have to study and he gets good good scores. Like, it's ridiculous. I'm sure he studies, but it's ridiculous. You know, like, my brother can go to any college and I'm sure he's going to get some kind of 
funding and doesn't have to join the military yeah. and doesn't have to do what I did and still get it paid for. Um, and that's why I like try to tell them like, man, they have so much opportunities and like just that, I don't think we would have gotten it in Mexico. I'm not, and I'm not trying to put pain or paint this like Mexico's bad or anything. Right, I yeah. just don't, I just don't see that. Mm. I don't see where, where I'm at, where my family's at being the same. So that's where, and like join the higher patrol. I always see like, I always try to do something good for other, other yeah. people. Um, and I, I always had that serve and protect aspect of it too. And that's probably why I joined the, the National Guard and the Highway Patrol because of the serve and, serve and protect. Yeah. I believe in that probably because my house was broken into a couple of times in Mexico and I hated that. Maybe it, comes, it stems from that or I, I don't know. I just, mm. to me, it's, it's always been a deal. And I always try to put my best foot forward on everything I do uh, because just, like I said, how much United States has given me, and I know it's different for everybody, but in my okay, in just my life, I saw it. I saw it do a lot of good, mm. a lot. I mean, uh, <laughs> I hate crying. <laughs> no, that's good. No, nah, man, I, I like I, the family I have right now, and this is kind of stupid, but like we're building a house now. Yeah. I hate this. <laughs> Try not to cry. Uh, uh, I guess I cry in life PD too, so it's, yeah. is it right? <laughs> Can cry on national TV. Uh, we're building a house and uh, I can't even get it out, man. This is how bad it is. Uh, and it's a good story, really. Uh, it's two stories. And uh, it's, it's a nice house. It's a beautiful house. And my parents are like, oh, wow. But man, I never, I never thought I would get something like that, mm. you know. And now it's, it's like being built. It's almost there. It's almost done, and it's awesome. Like to me, I'm like, I always, when I was a little kid, you know, I always had a thing about wanting a two-story house. I don't know why. Yeah. Just having like that, you know, where you, everybody like that United States white picket fans, two-story house. Like, man, I always wanted a two-story house. Always, that was that was my kind of my wife. She she says like that's how you knew you made it. Mm. You know, like that was something. I have that. Like even the house that I'm in now. Like my parents when I first bought it, my parents came over and they're like, you know, they're like, wow, like this is a big house. Like this is and like to me, it's like, I mean, it's such so this house is it's a big house, but like to me, it's it's, it's a nice house. But they never had something like that. Mm. You know, like I mean, they went from a trailer to the house that we're in, a very old house. Yeah, they never thought of buying a house like that like something a house like this just to be in mexico or whatever is, is super nice and even mm -hmm. like with my parents it was, it was it was it was too much yeah and i had that and like you know that house to me is just like a stepping stone for the house that i'm building now and it, that's where i'm like man it, it's just so much i mean it's different for everybody but it's done so much for me like united states just does has done so many good things for me um and maybe just opportunities that were giving me, I don't know, and I, just me taking the right opportunities. But just, uh, and that's probably the reason I got this tattoo, why it has like where it has, because the Highway Patrol has given me a lot of opportunities. I mean, just being, just yeah. given that chance to go in the Highway Patrol, that, that's awesome. You know, there's not many troopers out there. And it's, to me, it's a very well elite, like, agency. 
and that not everybody gets in. Obviously, as I said before, there's guys that apply six times in there and get in. I mean, that's awesome. The National Guard, I mean, I'm a first lieutenant going to be a captain now. Never ever thought I would probably be wow. in that spot. I mean, everything that's, that I've gotten, the experience, the leadership, um, people I've met, the classes that I've gone to, it, it's, it's awesome, yeah. you know? And just really the flag, just because United States, I mean, uh, I never thought I would be going to college. I really didn't. Yeah. Man, I, knew, I thought I was just going to go work, call it good. I could have gone active duty. It'd be nice. But going to college, getting a certificate that says I've been in for four years or I went, or I went to school and got a bachelor's degree. No. <laughs> like never. Now, later on, I'm going to go start getting my master's. But stuff like that, man. Like I never, I never yeah. saw that going. I never saw myself building a house. Yeah. Like where I didn't have to build it. Like my uncle built, my uncle was the one that built the house in Mexico. Yeah. Like I, I, people are building it. I'm paying for it, you know, but yeah. it's still, dude, that, it, it just amazes. Like it, it's, it's, it's a lot. And I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful for everything that I, that is given to me. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's kind of shizzy, but it's, it, I think it's where, it's why I'm here. It is where, where I'm at, why, I am the way I am because of all my past and, you know, everybody learns from their past, but I think a lot of, I don't want to say like negatives, but there's definitely been a lot ups and downs that has helped me out to be who I am and where I am. And I'm very thankful for it. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. You know, it's funny because I just had a conversation with my mom the other day um, because she, she thought she, she had like had done something negative for um, uh, for raising us the way she raised us. Uh, I mean, she, I remember her telling me like, she said, I'm sorry. She like cried, she's like, I didn't, I didn't mean to make you guys feel like you guys were, and she even said like, she, like you guys were in hell because she thought we were like living in hell because we were living at the house, at the old house. And I told her, I was like, you know what? I was like, when I was young, did I say I, I feel like I was in hell? Maybe, but that was young being me as a teenager. Yeah. I was like, that's just th stuff that dumb people say. I was like, that was just me being a teenager. I was like, but right now, I was like, I know you you did everything you could to make it to be the best for us. Now, was it right or wrong? I don't know. I was like, I was like, could you let us out a little more and like enjoy life or you know, gone to some like those high school parties that everybody has. Yeah, but you didn't do that. I had someone pretty, like, I, I didn't go to parties. I didn't do much in high school, which now I see, I was like, it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, why? nothing good happens there anyways. You can't even do anything in a high school party. Like, you're not supposed to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I wasn't missing out anything. Back then, I thought I was. But now looking at it, it's like, it, and I told her, I was like, you didn't know from better or worse. You just try to do the best you can. Yeah. And that's all that matters. I was like, I saw it different at that point, but now looking at it back, it, you did try. I mean, I'm doing that right now with my little, with my son. I try to, I don't know the rules, but I try to do the best I can. My wife does the same thing. Yeah. I'm sure it's not the best, but he's still alive. He's still kicking. He's still learning something. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, it, I think that's how, like, so we got to look at it. It's just, and, and unfortunately, you don't see that until later on. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you're not going to know that you're 
that, that you're having a good life until later. I mean, do I wish I could go back to my parents and live uh, rent free? Yes, especially now. <laughs> Take full advantage of it. I can't do that no more. Right. But like my little brother doesn't get it. You know, my little brother's like, oh, I don't want, I want to move out. No, you, I mean, you do, but you don't. Yeah. I spend too much I, just on this house. Like I'm paying bills that when they say it's due, it's due. It's not like, hey, I'll pay for it. Yeah. Don't worry. I mean, it's, but you don't get it. And, right. and like my little brother, like, I feel like later on, and you know, they'll get it. And my right. little sister was the same way. And now she has her family and she's finally kind of getting it, but she's, she, we'll talk and she'll tell me like, yeah, now I get it. Cause they always told me I was like the dad of the family because I was, man, me and my sister are seven years apart. Me and my brother are 14. Oh wow. Huge gap, huge. Wow. So yeah. So when they talked to me, they were, it was like, I mean, I was grown up already. I was a grown man or, you know, making bigger decisions than they were. So they always say, oh, you're just dad. You're just dad. Cause, but now my sister's like, well, now I see why you're making your, like why you were telling me those, those things. Yeah. Uh, because I try to see both sides, but I mean, I'm trying to do the best for you. Yeah. And that's what, that's what mom and dad are doing. Yeah. They, 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 were, they, they try, it might not be the best, or you might not think it's the best, but at the end of the day, they've lived through it where we have it. Yeah. You know? Now I'm living through it, and I'm like, oh shoot! I wish I would've known that back then. They tried to tell me, but guess what? I was dumb. Yeah. I was not listening. Yeah. I'd rather get mad and shut myself in the room than listen. How dumb is that? And yeah. and it's funny because every every parent says that, like, oh, you know, we go they go through a struggle. <laughs> every every generation goes through this, but we never learn. And it's funny because now I'm seeing it. I'm like, I was so dumb. I wish I would've known what I know now. Yeah. I'm sure, and that's why they're so free now about this, because yeah, yeah. it happens every, every generation. You know, every, just happens. Yeah. So it, it's funny, man, to think about that. And, uh, um, but I'm definitely grateful for, for everything that I've gotten so yeah. far. And my wife and my kid, and, you know, we're, it's, it's awesome just to be where, where they're at and just seeing. I mean, because we, we both have two different ways of living that we were brought up. Yeah. And, just seeing that and it's awesome uh and mixing it together uh it's it's something cool just to see just to see like the human behavior and life how two different worlds can come in and meet each other yeah uh and be at the right place at the right time yeah you know so it, it's it's really awesome it's really awesome that is awesome besides being the first to graduate from college and getting a degree from Oklahoma Christian what else happened at Oklahoma Christian that you're really proud of? Man, uh, all the people that I've met there, yeah. like the, especially some of the strong connections, I, the people I still like talk to, yeah. it was awesome. Uh, yeah. I loved it. And I didn't know, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into because I was like, oh, it's college, just, you know, go to, go to classes. But man, I learned so much there and I had great teachers um, that were leaders too. Yeah. Um, and they helped me. Every time I needed it, I needed anything because I mean, work, uh, homework still kind of came hard for me and yeah. learning and studying, especially because I was already 21 as a freshman in college right. or 20 going to 21. So I was talking to kids that were 18 years old. You know, there was a, there was still somewhat of a gap there from yeah. 18 to 21. Uh, it was kind of weird, but uh, my instructors and my teachers always helped me out. Yeah. Uh, they would always 
uh, kind of cheering for me type deal. That's cool. Uh, met some good connections through where like we had clubs and uh, we all I joined a club and uh, so just like those guys that were running that it was it was really awesome kind of like a fraternity just yeah. we came together really really awesome i i i love it i wouldn't i mean if i could go back to some of those years it was awesome because yeah, you know it's fun that's where I actually that's where the fun comes that's yeah. why i tell my brother i was like just wait to go to college i was like college is a whole different beast it's super awesome you will meet your best friends in college yeah um and this i mean this didn't really happen through college but it was one time i uh i decided to stay here because I, I was going back and forth to like summers i would go back home and that one summer, it was super late. And I said, you know what? I just want to stay in Edmond because I, I loved Edmond and Oklahoma City. And uh, well, I was like, well, I definitely need a job now. <laughs> so I was driving around and I happened to hear a, a radio station. And this is kind of how I met my wife. But I was hearing a uh, job opening for a um, theme park here. Uh, Frontier City. Frontier City. Frontier City. Uh, <laughs> they're like, they need help. You know, it's a summer job. And I was like, hey, why not? I was like, Pfft. This, this is going to be fun, working at a theme park. And I applied, got the job. Uh, and that summer, I never I never saw my wife. Like, because she, she was working inside of what they call base. And she was like, kind of like a dispatcher type deal. I was working outside. I was, a, I was lucky. It was my first year and became like a team leader uh, of a, what is called Sky Coaster. It's like the string that takes you up and then you kind of swing around. Okay. Uh, so I was kind of like, a, I was a team lead for that, running that operation. <sighs> Later on the summer, I think it was almost over. I see my wife like inside, cause I never stepped food inside there. And uh, I see her and I was like, oh, hmm, who's this? <laughs> Started, you know, asking around, see who, and she makes fun of me for it all the time. Cause she's like, you made your research. I was like, yeah, I need to know who I was talking to. Yeah, do some recon. Yeah, so that's what I did. I did recon. <laughs> I asked around, like, hey, you know, like, how long has she been working here? Like, does she have a boyfriend? Yada yada. I remember I gave her my number, and she she tells me all this time. She gave it away. She gave my number away. Like, she I gave it to her on a piece of paper, and she said, who wants this? And started and getting like didn't want to have didn't want to talk to me because she thought I was just another guy that was just yeah you know go and whatever and. Finally, she ended up, she sent me a Facebook post. I was, a, I, was in, I was doing some drill. I was still in Kansas Guard. And she sent me a Facebook post. I think she's like saying like, You're, that was rude or something like that. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, now we're talking. So we started talking. And man, here we are now, nice. like 10 years later. And you know, we have a little one. That's it, awesome. it, it, was, it was really awesome. It, it's, it was a, it's been a fun relationship. I mean, it's like anything. It has its ups and downs, like any relationship, sure. you know. But um, it's it's really awesome. I mean, yeah. definitely more plus than the negative, and that's what obviously you want. But uh, it's man, we we hit it off since that since yeah. that day, and we've been going strong. And I love it. She's she's awesome. She's literally the the other half of me. Mm-hmm. And, and and like I'm very outgoing. She's kind of like just very like. I don't want to say like homebody or whatever, but reserved. She, she's reserved. There you go. Uh, she's very reserved. And I'm just like, I'll, she tells me all the time, she's like, oh, you could talk to a stranger and be best friends with him at the end of the conversation. You have to tell everybody, have a good day or hi or something. And she makes fun of me for it. But it's awful, uh, man. That, that, I mean, she's yeah. literally my opposite, which makes it even better because yeah. that's what I need. I need somebody that's going to calm me down when I need to be calmed down. And uh, there's times that are like, man, when I get mad, I'll like, it's just, 
kind of explode or whatever. I'm just, I get so angry and she's like, stop, babe, think about it. Yeah. And she'll help me out a lot. And so that's, that's the good side of it, you know? And, and I mean, kind of like the bad side is that we're so different that we're thinking about different ways, mm. but that's where you learn how to communicate with each other. Cause yeah. you're not gonna, we're never gonna do the same thing or else she would, I would probably never marry her yeah. because you know, we're too alike. But since we're different and we allow the communication to kind of build, you know, even though we're doing different things, we could still communicate with each other. And that would, that's kind of like, I feel like in relationships, that's the hard part where you still gotta, you're still learning how to, how to communicate with each yeah. other because there, there is, I, I don't know if you ever read like the five language, um, five love, language. love. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, we, yeah, like me and my wife read that and you know, we're totally different. Yep. And, but learning how to, uh, cause it's hard for me at times. Like, you know, I'll, I'm very like, I'll tell her all the time that I love her. And, um, you know, I'm like very like hands-on uh, where she's kind of like, you know, if I wash the dishes or whatever, if I do things for her, that's how I'll show her. But like, to me, that's hard because I'll tell her like, I love her all the time. And sometimes she's not that way really. And I'm like, uh, when she doesn't say, I'm like, do, the dishes. do you not love me or do you not love me or what? Like, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but that's that's the beauty of it because we're so different right. that I, it helps me work on stuff and sometimes and it's hard with me and I'm sure with everybody like it's sometimes it's hard for me to like do things that I'm not comfortable with yeah so I have to work on it harder mm-hmm. and and that's where I, I, I to me is is the awesome part is that learning a whole different side that is going to help awesome. you out later on and right. like I, said, I I have my faults and there's times that I'm like. I mean, I, I don't do it or whatever, and I'm not the best at it, but it's, I think that's where relationships get stronger. And I think that's where you see where like the, like the fifties and the, like the 15, 60 year old, they're like so alike now. And they're like, they even though they're like different, they kind of work well with each other because they know how to, they understand each other. They yeah. know how to work with each other where right now, even though like people have been in for liberation for like 10, 20 years, you're still kind of learning at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, like you're gonna be learning for a long time. I feel like it, it doesn't just kind of snap. Um, but that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Like as long as you two would make it, would tell each other, hey, we gotta make it work out because it's it's super easy, especially I feel like nowadays to say, all right, let's divorce and call it good. I feel mm-hmm. like now you, you like you kind of see that a lot where a lot of people are like engaged or married and they're like they break it off. Yeah. Where that's the easy part. That that to me that's like you could call it quits any day. And be good, but why do that? Whenever you, you guys, whenever you get married, you made a vow with each other, a pact that you will work stuff out it's like that. You will work it out. And the people that, the older people that have done that, because I'm sure they had their arguments here and there where yeah. there's times they're like, oh man, I just want to get out. But they never did. Yeah. And that's what made them stronger. And I definitely believe in that where, you know, if, if you work on it and you don't give up on each other, it will work out later in the in the years. You just don't want to get to the extreme. You yeah. also got to know how to work with each other, and you know, find peace within each other. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I mean, it, and that's the sad part. Like I've seen some of my friends. I just like, I mean, they're done. They they call it quits, and they, you know, they're separated and yeah. they don't work with each other. Which I mean, there's good and bad to it. But at the same time, if you're not willing to work out, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, because later on, the next, you know, if you do get with somebody else, get together with somebody else, what are you going to do? Yeah. Are you going to just call it quits again? When are you going to 
progress yeah type deal so but yeah no i, I love it it's it's a i think it's a it's a good mix for me definitely because she yeah. definitely keeps keeps me settled and she definitely she helps me out a lot because like i said i'm not the smartest one and sometimes i feel like oh she knows that she feels like google because i'm like hey hey babe how do you <laughs> like what do you do she's like you could google it and i was like yeah, that's true. I guess I could, I could Google it. Like, that's funny. like you know, like, why yeah. don't I just do that? Like, that's yeah. not my, it doesn't come up to my mind. To me, it's like, my wife knows so much. Like, I literally, I'm like, my wife knows, like, she's super smart and she is. And like, so to me, it's easy to just ask her. Cause yeah. like, I'm like, hey, just do it. Like, what is this? And she'll tell me. But now she's forcing me like, well, why don't you look it up? Which is smart mm -hmm. because, and I didn't like it at first, but it's smart because I do that to my lieutenants. Yeah. I'm like, I don't just give him the answer. I'm like, well, why don't you look it up first and then come to me? Mm. But I felt like I wasn't doing that with my wife because that was that was the difference. It was yeah. just my it was my wife. You know, I was like, yeah. I could just ask her and she should tell me. No, like I can look it up myself too. Stop being lazy. And I've tried here and there, but she gets on to me at times. She's like, just ask Google. It's right there. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, mm. man, I need to do that. Like, but. That's that's where like I'm like I'm very thankful that yeah. she is who she is because she definitely balances me out. That's awesome, man. So today is a um, spouse military appreciation. Oh, is it? Well, I didn't even know. So I yeah, know. shoot, I'm gonna thank tell her you. too, and obviously thank you for your service to our great country, bro. Oh man, I, lo I love it. Like yeah. so I I love what I do, man. I I I would do it all over again if I if I could. Like yeah. just I, it's you know I. Really, it's for you. It's you guys. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, we it's everybody it, else. Man. I think for your support, is you guys' support that has helped me out. Really, yeah. it, with all the support that, if I didn't have that, I don't know where I would be. Yeah. And I mean, my wife, like now, I mean, it's really her support because I know there's times that I have to like with the Highway Patrol, with the National Guard, miss so many dates here and there that yeah. I don't know how she stays with me, but she does. That's awesome. And uh, that's that's the biggest support I could ever find. Yeah. Um, just doing stuff like that because it's hard. I mean, there's times that we don't see each other, and there's times that I'll, I'll tell her last minute, like, "Hey, I got this to do," and she's like, "All right, all right, we'll figure it out. We'll work yeah. it out." So it's it's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. But your tattoo, yeah. How long did it take? Uh, four. I mean, it's feeling a little bit gross. Uh, it took like four and a half, four four and a half hours, maybe five. Straight like, through. Did yeah. So who did it? Um. So I don't know if you know, uh, people have seen the Hero Inc. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I went to his uh, to his place. Okay. And got it done. Uh, his name is uh, uh goodness. Is it BK? Uh, gotta look it up. But it's called Prison Break. It's his tattoo. Yeah. Um, I just want to make sure that I do get his name right, because it's uh, hold on. Uh, but it's, I went to Prison Break and got it done. And yeah, it's all yeah, it's BK. I was make sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was awesome, man. I, my wife is the one that she uh, she knew I kind of wanted uh, a tattoo for a long time, and I'm one of those like, um, yeah, tattoo uh, took about like four, four and a half, maybe five hours, and yeah, it was all straight through at their prison break. And uh, um, well, we took like I think two pauses just to stretch my arm out, my legs out, uh, but yeah, it, it was hurt? a long time. In some spots, in some spots that I didn't really think it was gonna hurt, it hurt yeah. um, because it goes from like here all the way down to like kind of like where my name's at or so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there were some spots I was like, my wife has video. I was just like, like just holding on. Um, but there's some spots that just like 
just what he went on. And yeah. that, it's not my first one. I have another one here, a uh, military tattoo. And uh, I guess I forgot how bad that one hurt. And it's not it's not that big. It's, like, small. Yeah. But this is definitely a bigger piece yeah. <laughs> that, that, I, that I've gotten. And uh, my wife, I mean, like I said, she's the one that set it up. She didn't even tell me. It was, like, a, I think it was, a, it was my present. It was either Father's Day or, like, my present. Mm. And she started talking to him because I showed her. I followed him before the Hero Inc. kind of came up. I was looking around, and I have, I don't know how I happened to find him, but I found him. Um, and his whole thing was like, it's a, he used to be a um, Houston PD, a detective, I believe, and then was also in the Marines. Mm -hmm. So, like, his shop is all, like, law enforcement theme. Everything's law enforcement. Uh, so I was like, man, that would be awesome to get a tattoo from him. And his artwork's awesome. And the people that work there, awesome. So... Uh, especially being law enforcement myself, it was just gonna be like a feel like I would feel great just being there. Um, so my wife made up the appointment. She called him up, and later later on, she's like, "Hey, uh, I got you an appointment for with him on you know this wow. day. Uh, we'll book it. We're good." And I was like, "All right, that's awesome." So we. Yeah, she made it, and it was I think like six months to a year in advance that she booked it, like just ready to go um but she knew i was I, i'm one of those people that i want it but i don't want like i won't get it just because i'm like oh that's too much money mm. you know i'm just like no i don't want to do it but she she's the one that got it for me i, that's I, you know, cool, I was like man. awesome yeah and uh his like i said his his uh their prison break is super chill i mean yeah. just being law enforcement because it's hard to get like and it might be different but um the whole atmosphere you know, it could be hard for law enforcement to just go to a random stranger and say, hey, tattoo, you know, this, like, badge, for example. Like, I got a badge, my badge here. Yeah. And I feel like it would be hard to just go to a stranger and say, tattoo my badge. And you don't know their background. You don't know their experience. And I'm not trying to say, I like, just judging people. But that yeah. itself, it's hard. I mean, sure. you just you just don't know a person. And um, his, I mean, just knowing, you know, his atmosphere, his background, law enforcement you know it was his whole shop is like law enforcement so he just made it super chill yeah. and as you see if you look through his portfolio a lot of it's law enforcement related yeah um and obviously the reason behind why people go go to his uh go to his place so it that was awesome when i went it was super cool super chill he's a cool guy chill guy like literally another guy that you're you could just talk to and hang out and you know he would talk to you like you've known him from wherever i'm just super sure guy That's super cool, super sure uh but yeah it was great atmosphere yeah. I, I didn't not mind it at all um because it, it hurt a little bit but it's not it's not that bad and yeah. it's you know and it's one of those things like it doesn't it hurts while it's doing it but as soon as it comes off it, it pain goes away yeah so and it's like right now it feels like like afterwards like the aftercare kind of feels like a little like a sunburn if you want to mm. put in those those terms but yeah Nah, not okay. bad. It's really awesome. I'm really, I'm really excited with the piece too. They, they did. They, they're like, they're like it's pretty big. And I was like, yeah, it looks awesome. Do it. From Thank you. Show, like, wow. Yeah, it's. It, they were. They, they liked it too. Yeah. They didn't think I was gonna go that big, but I was like, hey, why not? I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna travel six and a half hours, you know, to get a small piece. I guess. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, what are you most proud of? Hmm. Most proud of. I mean, 
the relationship I'm in right now, like my wife and my kid, I'm very, very proud of that. Like they, they like so my wife pushes me to uh, to a new level. Um, it, it's it's awesome. I mean, sometimes yeah. we, we do argue here and there, but just how she pushes me is I think it's made me a way better person mm. than what I am now. She yeah. makes me see the other side of things. Yeah. Or sometimes I'm like I'm very quick to give my opinion or say something. She sees me. She makes she makes me see the other side. Yeah. Because and, and that's the difference, you yeah. know. And my little one, just oh my god, you know, like just seeing him and man, my little one is like a picture of her, like. It, it, that I've seen a little picture of uh, when my my wife was little, and that's my little one. Like, wow. my, yeah, my little one looks just like my wife when she was little, and yeah. except with like my hair, my eyes, and yeah. like sometimes my attitude because he's very good. When he's hungry, he gets mad, and we get hangry together. <laughs> and my it's funny because my wife and my my mother in law know that. She's uh -huh. like, "Are you being hangry?" I was like, yeah, my little one, he got that same yeah, thing. And like which it. now I'm like, it bothers me because I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm seeing it. <laughs> it's mini me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but yeah, man, I, I love I love where I'm at. I love my, my relationship. Um, that's one of the best moments um, that I like. I'm very glad that she obviously said yes to me and yeah. where, where we're at. I, it's I mean, we still have a long road ahead of us, but it's it's a great road. Yeah. I, I foresee it being a great road. Nice. How so, do you want to be remembered? I don't know. That's kind of like a hard one. I just want to be remembered to be a, like a good guy. I don't know. Like, obviously, I want to do everything the right way, and sometimes it doesn't happen, or sometimes it, I believe it's the right way, and it might not be. And that's why I tell my soldiers, I was like, "You guys got to tell me when I have a bad idea, or like come and talk to me." Because I'll tell you what, I'm being truthful. I think of an idea. And I think it's the best idea in the world. Yeah. And I'm going to run with it. And everybody should think that way. Yeah. But sometimes it's not. Yeah. And that's why you have you should have other people telling you, you know, like, hey, maybe I like it, but let's do it this way. Or yeah. maybe this is a better way. And I'm like, then at that point, I'm like, oh, okay, I could decide either, yeah, my idea was dumb. And let's go with yours. Or modify mine to make me a mix of yours. Or say, no, I really love mine. I'm going to stick with it. That's why every, that's sort of the options that everybody should have, that yeah. everybody has really. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just want to be remembered as really, a, I don't know, just a guy that was really down. He, he was really cool. I mean, down to earth, but would help help people out when needed. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. I don't know. That's, that, that's kind of hard because I try not to, I don't know. Uh, I don't find myself to be any special. Like being like this live PD. I never saw myself being a live PD. So cool. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. My, you know, people, when I go back to Houston, they always ask me about it, and I'll get you know texts, and they, even times that I go out, they're like, "You're like, you're on IPD, right?" Like, that's crazy, you know, like yeah. like to be known for stuff like that. I never saw myself in that situation. Right. I'm very thankful for it, but I hopefully that I'm like I'm known as you know that what you saw was what you get. Really, you know, nice person, and you know can just talk your ear off. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's awesome, man. Before we started recording, we talked about defining moments, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I have any. And <laughs> your wife was like, Yeah, you have plenty, and she's actually right because as you're explaining from leaving Mexico to here to now where you are, there's a lot of those moments that kind of just shaped you into mm -hmm. certain bits and pieces. Your teachers, you know, your coaches, and yeah, your mom, obviously, yeah. That's good stuff, man. I, I'm honored to 
beer from the <laughs> let alone just sitting right here. No, nah, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's you're the one reached out and we did it right along. You're you're the coolest person ever. I mean, you're super chill. You are. I mean, was, it's awesome. It's like it's great talking to you. Yeah, yeah. just super chill. Thanks, man. <laughs> Last question for you. Heck. Well, actually, two questions. How do we get in touch with you? No cell number, but like Twitter. And- well, yeah. I'm, so. Uh, I have my Twitter account that is linked with the, like the, when I did live PD deal uh-huh. on the high patrol, yeah. that's probably one of the best. Cause I'll reply a lot there and I'll, um, I make a lot of comments there cause I'm not big into social media. Yeah. I, mean, I have a Facebook, I have a Twitter or an Instagram, but I usually, I don't do much of that. Like even before live PD, like I didn't know how to tweet. Like yeah. I, was, I was, when I first started, I was like, what do I do? I mean, I knew what that significant, but yeah. I was like, I just never put myself out there that much. I, I, I don't tweet much, but usually Twitter is probably right now is where my biggest, uh, like where I reply more and like followings and stuff yeah. like that. That's where. That's What's your where handle? Uh, it's OHP flow 381, FLO 381. Yep. So it's kind of like Flores. Flow. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> Last question. Look in the camera. Trooper Flores, do you approve this podcast? Uh, I do. I approve this podcast. My name is Wong Lam. I definitely approve this podcast. Thank you so much for your service. Man. Hey, thank you for your support, man. Yeah, absolutely, it. man. <laughs> love it. Thank you very much. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Com. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.